Chapter 14, Going Home Five weeks later, two MI5 agents boarded the 6.30 train to Isha from Waterloo Station in London. Wearing three-piece suits and bowler hats and looking just like the rest of the passengers, they sat at opposite ends of the carriage reading their evening standards. In the middle of the carriage sat Otto von Braden, a.k.a. Robert Chandler, wearing a similar uniform. Both agents were wearing discreet earpieces that allowed them to stay in touch with headquarters. These agents were members of a highly trained abduction team that British intelligence services had modelled from their Israeli counterparts, Mossad. Twenty minutes later, the train pulled into Isha Station, where Robert Chandler disembarked with the two agents falling in step behind him for the eleven-minute walk to the Chandler home at the end of Arbrook Lane. Walking down the hill from the station, Otto took a left turn onto Jasmine Way and then a right turn onto Ish Park Avenue. The sun had gone down half an hour earlier and there was a new moon rising. Right before the main turn onto Arbrook Lane, there's an alley between two houses that doubles as a public footpath. That alley is a popular cut-through for people walking home from the train station who live on Arbrook Lane. Otto von Braden turned into that alley and began to walk the 75 yards towards Arbrook Lane. As he turned into the alley, the two agents picked up their pace until they were in spitting distance of their quarry. The third member of the team had been sitting in the parking lot of the Swan Public House on the corner of Isha Park Avenue and Arbrook Lane in a van with phony license plates when he heard in his earphones from headquarters that their quarry was in the alley. He reversed slowly out of the parking lot and drove ever so slowly to where the alley met Arbrook Lane. As the alley ended, the two agents picked up their speed, then walked up beside Otto von Braden, one on either side of him, and as the three of them left the alley and began to walk up Arbrook Lane, the two men grabbed his arms and, in a beautifully coordinated manoeuvre, bundled him into the van, which had driven up slowly at exactly the right time and carried out the abduction perfectly. The two MI5 agents climbed in behind him and one slammed the door shut while the other reached for a black hoodie and a pair of handcuffs. The van then drove to London and entered the security area of an anonymous building and drove over to a small car waiting in the parking lot with its engines running. In the car, there were three members of Israeli intelligence who had flown in from Jerusalem after a high-ranking, retired official had told them of Otto von Braden's whereabouts. The official, whose wife had been at Drancy and Ravensbrook camps, had positively identified him from a photograph she had been shown of him posing in 1965 in Scotland where he was on holiday with his new family. He had assumed the identity when he first came to Britain in 1945 of her son Robert, who she believed had been murdered by von Braden in Berlin in order to steal his identity. 
Mossad had requested permission from British security services to carry out a clandestine operation to smuggle Otto out of the UK to Israel in an operation similar to one they had successfully carried out in Argentina in 1960, when they had managed to abduct Adolf Eichmann and bring him to justice in Jerusalem, where he was tried, convicted and sentenced to be hanged. British security services declined Mossad's request as they frowned officially on this kind of operation by a foreign country on British soil, but came to a compromise that if Mossad helped train British agents in their techniques, then MI5 could conduct the operation and deliver two Nazis instead. MI5 had decided to prosecute Otto von Braden in the UK because of the strength of their case. As the van turned off its engine, the car carrying the Mossad agents pulled in beside them. A minute after the car arrived, an armoured windowless van approached and two guards got out and opened the back of the van and instructed the two in the back, who were obviously the Nazi prisoners, to exit the van and walk with them over to the car carrying the Mossad agents. When this transaction was completed, the car drove out of the forecourt into London traffic and turned south as it drove towards the airport, where a private jet was waiting to whisk its occupants home to Jerusalem, where the two men would be tried and hopefully convicted of war crimes. Eric Battersby and his two MI5 colleagues delivered Otto von Braden into the custody of the Metropolitan Police Force on that chilly evening in May, where a very chastened and sour-looking Otto von Braden was arrested and charged with unlawful entry into Great Britain. That charge was the first of 27 charges that the Crown eventually would indict him on.